Okay, let's go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Buck's Corner. Title Talk, a.k.a. Title Talk. Titles Talk, as LB and I have renamed it because the titles for the Patriots are in the past for now. What is going on, Alonzo? How are you? How excited are you? Scale of 1 to 10. What's up, my friend? I am am an 81 on a scale of 1 to 10 for the Bucks right now. I'm Why are 81? you an 81? Because Antonio Brown is back. He's back, and the Bucks look completely unstoppable right now. And I, I get why it should be named title stock right now with the Patriots. It's been a depressing year. But uh, this is still, I think, a very pro-Tom Brady podcast. And I think Tom Brady's team has a pretty decent chance to do a lot of damage in the playoffs, based on what I've seen the past month. I agree with you, Alonzo. You know, I've been watching the Bucks. At first, it was like here and there because they were just such a frustrating team. Everyone that listens to this watches the Bucks know what I'm talking about. But about four and a half games ago, during the KC game, second half, they started getting something together. And in my head, when I was watching, I thought this. And then I, you heard Romo talk about it, too how he yep. thought that the Bucks have kind of found some stuff, even though they lost. And since then, the Bucks have been hot. They've been firing on, like, every cylinder. I think they shot up to top five in yards per play defense. They're, I think they're, they got to be top five to eight in yards per play offense. Brady has thrown for a million touchdowns. And go ahead and give us the stat about Brady's last eight quarters, Solando. At some point during that game, I think it might have been, it was probably during the fourth quarter. Or actually, I think it was, it was in the first half. And the stat went, in Brady's last eight quarters, he had thrown for the most passing yards of any quarterback in any eight-quarter stretch in NFL history. Oh, my gosh. Which means that's the, that's the second half of the first Falcons game when they really started opening up, opening it up a lot more, partly out of necessity, but partly they came into that Falcons game aggressive. Like that first half where they did nothing in that game, it was pretty misleading. They had a a couple negative plays that just ruined two drives, but they came out throwing and that's been their approach really the past, the past three weeks. I wouldn't even say they had the chiefs game and they had a bye. The Minnesota game, their offensive approach was it was just as maddening as it had been all year, to be quite honest with you. They had, they ran the ball, I think, 14 times on relevant first downs and threw it three times. And they gained the same amount on their throws as they did on their runs. So that game was still pretty disappointing and even then they scored 17 points in five minutes at one point in that game like you could see the flashes there all season all season all season to where I think people that have watched that team all year know that if they just call games right 
there is no reason why they shouldn't be scoring on almost every drive. And to bring it back to AB and the little bit to Mike Evans getting hurt today, if those three guys are healthy with Gronk, Gronk looking like a better version of 2018 Gronk and maybe a slightly worse version of 2017 Gronk, that team should be scoring every time they touch the ball. And, I mean, today they didn't punt. I think the first half against the Lions, they didn't punt. If I'm not mistaken, they might have punted once. They scored 34 points, I think, in that first half. The, the team has been just absolutely unstoppable the past uh, two and a half games. And they've been really, really good the past four and a half games. They'd shown flashes of this earlier in the season. And it's cliche, but they do seem like they're coming together at the right time. I think you're right. Who, who do you think is going to win the division title? Is the Washington football team going to win this division title? Because if so, I think this, either way, this is really good for, I almost said the Patriots. It's so crazy. It's really good for the Bucks and Tom Brady because <laughs> they just had these four and a half games of on fire, awesome, great football. Tom throws for 40 touchdowns. We all go insane. He has the best 43-year-old season of all time. No one will probably ever have anything like that again. But I always get weary of the awesome team leaves and game X on a high going into next game ends in a letdown. But they're playing the they're going to play like Washington football team or or the it's either it's either the football team or the the Giants. No, the Eagles, the Eagles are out. It's if, they can't play if the Washington the, wins. The football team has to. Win. I cannot. I cannot say the football team one more time. If if Washington wins, they're in. If Washington loses, the Giants at six and ten are in, uh, which is completely absurd. But the Bucks would go into MetLife with five more wins than the Giants in that scenario, and they would go into Washington with four more wins than than Washington if Washington were to win. Like those it's ridiculous, but those are the rules and they've benefited Lord knows some other teams in the past that we've we've profited from. But in any case, I think we can probably agree, like people people keep pointing out that Washington might be a bad matchup for Tampa. Uh just because of their pass rush, they could probably get to Brady, make them a little bit uncomfortable. If they can't beat Washington, they don't deserve to win a thing, right? Like tonight, it it matters. I would rather play the Giants as a Bucks, basically a Bucks fan now. Uh, for or for now, I would rather play the Giants. I think that's just a better matchup for them. Their front's not as good. Sure, Bradbury's been fine. I, it, it, like the Bucks played, they played a decent game or at least decent second half offensively on that Monday night against the Giants and Jaden Mickens, who I don't think has played a single offensive snap since, had like nine targets in that game to lead the team. It was ridiculous. They had Evans played, Evans played well. They didn't have Godwin. They didn't have AB. Uh, They kind of, I have a theory and we can talk about this later that they've been protecting Gronk a little bit. And in that game, they really only went to him in higher leverage moments. 
And yeah, they like I would rather play the Giants, but they should be fine either way. See, in my head, I didn't want Brady to play the Giants just because of the fans and the trolling and all that stuff. But now that I think about it, it might be this ultimate spin zone good thing for Tom Brady where he's <laughs> playing the Giants and just yeah. goes out in the playoff one game and just shits on the Giants in the and in, in a finally in part in the road to the playoff on the it'd be mostly on the it'd be mostly on the road, right? Be on the they'd, road. They'd the be they'd be on the road the whole way, yeah. In they'd, all likelihood. They'd be on the road the whole way. I don't know how Seattle's doing right now, but they'd be on the whole the road the whole way. It'd be great to play Seattle in the second week of the playoffs. But Brady shitting on the Giants. And the other thing is, is like they've been really like Tom Brady's thrown like eight picks at home this year. I know the Super Bowl would be in Tampa, but Brady's throwing like all of his, like most of his picks yeah. at home. Is this not a good thing? Like, like Brady yeah. and the Bucks road thing is kind of, kind of sneaky good. I have a, I have a little scenario that I want to play out here. So the Bucks could, in theory, go on a run that's pretty similar to the '07 Giants run. And you could hear me out here. They beat a weak division winner. They're clearly they're the best wild card. They beat a weak division winner in the wild card round. They go on the road and beat a team that has beaten them twice earlier in the year. The Cowboys had beaten the Giants twice uh, in 07. The Giants obviously beat them in the divisional round. Say the Bucks beat the Saints in the divisional round. And then they go to Green Bay, like the Giants in 07. Play the Packers, win that game, and then it's the Super Bowl against a team that everyone has kind of anointed and said is unbeatable in the Chiefs. I think that's a pretty conceivable path. And I think, honestly, that, be- that there is no team in the NFC, if I'm the Bucks, maybe outside of the Saints, because the Saints, the Saints, embarrassed them on Sunday night football earlier this year. Like I, you know, we'll admit to that. It was, I think a a pretty weird game for a few reasons. And I would think the Bucks have some adjustments uh, in the chamber if they were to play the saints, but I I could see that as a roadmap. That would be great. Alonzo. I think right now, most people, most uh, I'd say wise guys would have, Green Bay is two and a half, two point favorites over the Bucks right now. That'd be yeah. absolutely awesome if they played. If they, I hope they play the Seahawks. If they could miss the Packers completely, that'd be awesome. Then they'd still have to play the Saints, right? It's, they they, um, they at some point have to play the Packers or the Saints, do they not? I guess so. It it depends on the on the results from the games this afternoon going on right now. We could check on that because we're recording this at like six ten Eastern time on Sunday. Um, let's see here. So the bucks are the five seed. They're locked into that. They'll play the NFC East champion. And if they're the lowest seed and green Bay holds on, which it looks like they probably will against Chicago, they would go to Green Bay in the divisional round. If either um, if either the six or seven seed upsets Green Bay or Seattle, 
the they would that six or seven seed would go to Green Bay and Tampa would play the other team of New Orleans slash Seattle. Then it's mm. yeah, then it's the NFC title game and then yeah. That's kind of the roadmap right now. Honestly, for me, it's the biggest concern is Mike Evans because he really has been their best receiver since since the Falcons game, I would say. And Brady and him seem really dialed in. And yet, when he went out today, Antonio Brown just started looking like 2018, Antonio Brown circa 2018. I was just getting wide open, making ridiculous catches. He looked fantastic after the catch as well. He he ran like almost every kind of route that you could ask for. Uh, from Brady, Brady looked for him. Brady missed him deep on a touchdown the first play of the game. He missed him deep again later in the game. AB looks fully back, and I, I know that you've noticed Brady missing him open on various other occasions the past couple of weeks as well. Brady's, uh, AB's back like he's taking his medication again, or is AB back like he's getting ready to commit a crime? He's getting ready to commit a crime on oh, Washington's no. defense. Oh, okay, that's much better. On yeah, Washington were... and the Giants and the <laughs> NFC. Oh, man. I'm serious. Yeah, you... I'm serious. The way He had 14 targets today. Like... They, I, I know, like, I think that they know what they have in that guy. And that today when Evans went out, they just said, you know, it's screw it. Like, this right here is our warning to the rest of the NFL. Because that Chiefs game, I don't know if you remember the Chiefs game. He had maybe one or two targets and, like, one catch. He didn't look like, I mean, he looked like he had lost a step or at least he was getting his legs under him. And it reminds me a little bit of Gronk. Bronx's first four games of this season, he looked slow. He looked timid. They weren't going to him as much. And then suddenly, around week five or six, he really started to break out. And he had been running fine, but he, you know, they really, they started looking for him more and featuring him more. And in, they played Green Bay and they played the Raiders. And in those games, he was like a featured part of their passing game. That's tamped down a little bit since then, and I think it's probably for the better. I think they're they're better when they look for their receivers because at this point they're just more dynamic, right? But Gronk, I wouldn't be surprised if he has a pretty prominent role in their passing game in the playoffs. I think Bruce Arians is probably a little more in the school of thought of, okay, we know what we have in this guy. Let's just preserve him for the playoffs than Belichick is. So... Would I be shocked at Gronk getting like anywhere from seven to nine targets next week? I wouldn't be shocked, especially if Evans is out. I think based on the thing that our buddy Pro Football Doc has said that, and the things that I said as soon as I saw it too, a lot of my friends were like, a lot of people were like, oh man, Evans out. But I was like, I think he might just miss a game. Like he's hyper I agree. Me and I don't think anything's yeah. really wrong with him. And then Brady proceeded to just own when he was gone. When he was gone. That's, that it's made, ridiculous. That me, it's ridiculous. That made me feel, feel like even better. Like Brady's yeah. not locked on to anyone. Even a, like 
even AB, who's a good buddy, even Gronk, he's not locked on to anyone right now. He's yeah. That he he had an ah uh, that pass to Scotty Miller with his own only interception of the day wasn't you know tipped off his tipped off. That his was that was a that was a straight drop. Brady missed Scotty on a touchdown. I don't know if it was a little earlier or later in the game, but that was on Scotty. The interception was on Scotty fully. And damn it, Scotty! Damn it, Scotty! Yeah. Damn it, yeah. Scotty! Scott, you know what? It was actually payback because AB grabbed that that Timbaldi yeah. touchdown from Scott yeah. Taylor. He was yep. so mad. He's like, "Take this, Brady. Yeah. AB can screw off." Bounces seriously, in the air. and he that took his awesome. job. He took his job. Yeah, AB's made Scott, it tough for Scotty. Scotty needs more. Scotty needs more. I'll just say, Scotty, that. Scotty Miller, Scotty a diva more. receiver. He needs more. Yeah, <laughs> he's like Brandon LaFell. You got to get him going on the first drive. <laughs> Seriously, you got to get him going on the first drive. Yep, Scotty Miller. You yep. have to. I'm yep. actually, you know what, Alonzo? I'm not worried if if Mike Evans misses this one week, even two weeks. I feel like no matter what, and the the Bucks offense can get it done in these two weeks, and I have a good feeling that they will absolutely be in the NFC Championship game. I've been wrong before this year, but I I have a strong feeling, and I feel like I've been really. I've been really right on the Bucks in the last like five, six games. I feel like I feel like I've had a pretty good pulse on them. So I think the Bucks. Yeah, I'm feeling that NFC Championship game. Are we going to be able to go to the Super Bowl? Because if there's a Super Bowl in Tampa and Tom Brady's there, I'm going to be there. My God, like, bro! I'll yes. be there. Yes. Can everyone yes. just imagine it right now. Tom Brady walks. Can we? Out can we get vaccinated? I, th- I am. I am pretty soon. So I think I'll be vaccinated. Really? Just Just think about it, Alonzo. Tom Brady walks out on the other sideline is Josh Allen. Who knows? His daddy is Tom Brady. Yes. Tom Brady's his daddy. And the Bills are just sitting over there shaking. They're like, they celebrated all year because they knew that Tom Brady was gone. Tom Brady was out of the division. (laughs) They finally won. They did it. They got out of it. They got out of Tom Brady's grasp. And then at the last second, dad's back in the Super Bowl in Tampa. I mean, seriously, yeah. And look, we talked about this not on the podcast, um, just like on a FaceTime when the Bucks signed AB. But with that offense fully functional, like let's just say Trey White guards Mike Evans. Well, who the hell is going to guard Godwin and AB and Gronk? Like that is, I am very excited for these playoffs just to see that. Because I, I really think Brady's dialed in to – he's dialed in, dialed in to Evans, Godwin, and Brown. And Gronk, I think, as well. Um, and he's dialed in with Scotty Miller and, and Tyler Johnson, too. I think you can tell he trusts them. So this is – this I agree with you. They should definitely win. Just looking at it from a, from a very Patriots one-game-at-a-time sort of standpoint, they should – Take care of business against the NFC East champion. I think you now the key is going to, with either game, the key is just going to be keeping Brady on, you know, off his ass. But if they can do that, man, and you get Evans, like that off, you get that offense back on the field and healthy again, it's, uh, I, I'm, I just have a hard time picking anyone to beat them if they're not beating themselves. Which, like, to be fair, hasn't been a guarantee all year. So take that for what it's worth. 
I think you're right, but I think things have changed a little bit in these last couple of weeks. They're getting hot at the I, right time. I, man, I want to think, think so, things too. Have changed. I think things have changed. I think they've yeah. thrown it away. They've, they've got the stupid out of them. They've, I, I really want to think so, too. out of them all year long. I actually want to yeah. talk to you about talk to you about something, Alonzo, here. I talked to it about Connor. Okay. Tampa Connor, a good friend, Tampa Connor. Mr. Watching Boris. This, yes, that's right. Watching Brady this year. Seems like a couple things are different here. One thing of note, and we don't really have to talk about it. The weapons are good. The weapons are awesome. But Tom Brady has looked like probably in this last decade, this is like the second or third best Tom Brady maybe I've seen this last decade. He's looked, and it's not just the weapons. It's not just the weapons. Tom's making some amazing throws his sack rate alonzo which is very key for watch players his sack rate is the second highest second lowest i should say yeah. of his entire career he's not taking sacks i think he took one today one sack yeah he's looked awesome in that regard moving around the pocket their, their the offensive move. line they're off i don't know what their pass block win rate and all those like advanced metrics are but just on the eye test their offensive line has been really really dialed in Outside of those why. couple games that Marpet missed, and sure, it's a lot. Part of that's Brady, but <laughs> Worfs has been Worfs has been awesome. Jensen, Marpet, Donovan Smith has been eh, spotty and consistent. You could he's say a swear for being word. nice. He's, he's, a, he's swear a swear word. word. He's a swear he's word. He's absolutely You're right. so. Every time I see him on the TV, he's, he's had it's never good. It's never good. It's never good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The other thing I noticed about Tom Brady, Alonzo, maybe I'm wrong here, looks kind of like he's changed his mechanics a little bit on the deep ball. He just throws it, arcs it super high in the air now, and it comes down, and you think it's yeah. going to be an interception, and it drops right in the bucket. He had two of them today where their speeders yeah. were just out of bounds, and they go so high. And it's, yeah. it's not like a Peyton Manning duck ball. It's like they just go so no, high. No, it's, and it's so more like a Russell Wilson. Yes. Like a Russell it's Wilson like a, rainbow. It's like a Russ it's almost like Brady watched Russell Wilson all off season and was like, I can do this. This is gonna be my I need ball. to learn how to do this. And he's done it. And his deep ball it's the best I've seen all decade. His deep ball looks phenomenal. And it to bring it back first to your point about this being like the second best Brady we've seen all decade, I think we can all agree that the best Brady we've seen all decade was 2016. Like he was just on another level in 2016 and sure. Like this is all weapons being equal and everything, but even not just his, his arsenal in 2016, you look back at that team, it wasn't completely loaded now. I mean, they had Edelman, they had Amendola, they had Chris Hogan, Malcolm Mitchell, Marty Bennett, Gronk for like six games. And Gronk that year was great when he played, but he barely played. I think that's the best Brady we've seen. And then I would say, you know, 2015 pre-injuries ruining that season, he was absolutely dialed in as well. I'd put this season on like a 2017, 2014 kind of level. Um, Definitely better than his 2013 dip, better than last year. Better than 2018 as well. Although with that, um, the Chiefs playoff game, he was great. 
he was he was more inconsistent in 2018. And sure, I think it's, a lot of it comes down to just if he trusts the guys that are around him, he's going to look really good. And the trust hadn't been there. I think the last two years in New England, I think that made him stop enjoying the game as much. And and now it's there. And I think you, you could even see that trust in this game today. He threw Godwin, I want to say like three or four 50-50 balls that Godwin caught, including one where he was out of bounds. But Godwin, like he comes down with those. Uh, he's thrown them to Evans all year. Like we said, like I said earlier, he gave AB 14 targets today. He he looks dialed in, and in terms of that deep ball, yeah, he he's he had a weird again like four game stretch right when they signed AB, where the offense was a little out of sorts. But other than that, and really the first Saints game this year, he's just been money. Absolute money. And this has been in some games with no Godwin. Obviously, no AB before week nine. Um, now, I guess he won't have Evans. But you look back, you watch that Chargers game. And he was throwing to Justin Watson. Justin Watson was looking good. Justin Watson doesn't even play anymore. And I said earlier, Mickens got nine targets against the Giants. Miller at one point led this team in receiving yards. Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson has really flashed when he's when he's been on the field. I think Tyler Johnson would probably be the clear number two receiver on the Patriots. And we'd be a little excited about adding a true number one to go with him and Myers. He trusts the guys around him and he trusts obviously the the stars around him in the top trio, but Miller, Johnson, his willingness to even throw it to Watson. He has a great rapport with Brait. I feel like every time he targets Brait, Brait catches the ball. Gronk Except when he fell down goes today. without saying. Except when he, when he slipped, right, today? Yeah. Like a um, coward. He did. Brady should have had six touchdowns in that game. If Brait <laughs> doesn't slip, I'm not kidding, man. He had four. And if Brait doesn't slip, that's five. And if Evans' his knee just doesn't get caught in the turf, that's six. He should have had six touchdowns today. He was money. Money. And he's been money. Money. So, I don't know. I, I'm a little... I'm, I'm trying, trying my best to be a little more guarded with this. No. And... But I can't, I can't, I, like, I, I, the case for being guarded is just that they've beaten up on shitty teams the past, really, the past, I guess, four weeks, but really three weeks. Like, the Falcons and, and Lions defenses are a joke. But he's done it against some better defenses, too. And, like, I challenge almost any defense in the NFL to match up with this offense with Brady as dialed in as he is right now. I think being in a rhythm for Brady has been super important his whole career, right? He'll have these, he'll just go on these runs, these stretches of games where he puts everything together and it's completely unstoppable. 
right now it looks like he's on one of those roles or he started one of those roles. And I find I just find it hard to believe that anyone's going to be able to match up with them. Again, not not trying to get my hopes up too high, but it's it's becoming really hard. This team looks awesome. I I never heard you talking about the key to the change in the buck season. You never once talked about it. The single factor and why the Bucks play better and why they're going to play better in these playoff primetime games. Can you think of it? Here, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. It's because Give me a hint. Bullied, Give me a hint. we bullied Tom Brady into changing his stupid bedtime. Ah, I knew it. I He's, knew this it. Thing tur- this thing turned around when Tom Brady started going to bed at a reasonable <laughs> hour. This old man. This old man was going to bed at 8, 8 p.m. every day. I mean, then you have... He's Cam the reverse Newton. Up. He's the reverse Cam Newton. Wake, Cam wakes, Cam's awake for 20 hours a day and has no idea how to audible in the Patriots playbook. And then there's Tom Brady, <laughs> who's going to bed. The he's sleeping 12 hours. At, he's going to bed at 8 p.m. <laughs> and then, like, I'm watching these primetime games. I'm like, I starting to legitimately wonder if his body just like, yeah, it's time for bed, Tom, because he was legitimately stinking. And now he hasn't had a, a Kansas City was the last late night game of am I wrong? Kansas City Kansas City was four twenty five. So it wasn't four twenty so it ended it ended they at, actually, at his bedtime. But in yeah. the second half he was better and that's close that's kinda close to his bedtime. So you gotta think that's kinda yeah. good. And and this might have changed dare I say this might have changed the trajectory of their season if they have a night game. And Brady just owns, and then the and the us bullying him into going to bed later actually works. So you're welcome, Tom. You're welcome. Wouldn't be the first time we saved your ass. <laughs> you know what the the Bucks primetime struggles and they're like, oh, can they beat good teams? Those questions kind of remind me of with the 2018 Pats. They went three and five on the road. And before the, those playoffs, they were the two seed, but we kind of knew they were going to have to go on the road and beat KC if they wanted to make the Super Bowl. Everyone had these questions, and you, you looked at those games, and they were, they were losing to shitty teams on the road. And the Miami Miracle was that, that was a win. Like they should have, that was a win. They should have won that game. The Steeler game, they were in the whole way. Two of their losses, weeks two and three, were just early season, typical Pats stinkers. And they had the one random Titans game, which was just a loss, you know, schedule loss right before the bye, which I think was week 11, their bye week that year. So I, I think these concerns about the Bucks, like, yeah, I think they can beat good teams. Like, I don't really care. Like, they beat, they beat these bad teams right now, but they weren't squeaking by them. Like, they steamrolled these teams the past two and a half games. They, I, I don't know, how, maybe they punted like three times, I want to say, in the past ten halves of football they've played. They've been completely unbelievable. Brown looks rejuvenated. Gronk, the touchdown, like, the touchdown he had against Detroit in the first quarter, looked like, I mean, he's running fine. He's still... It basically inhales every ball that's thrown to him in any contested catch situation. 
he looks great. Godwin is a stud, and Evans like might have been the best of all of them before he got hurt. This this team, I don't know, bad teams or mediocre teams don't just you know. It's one thing to beat the Falcons and to beat the Lions, but it's another thing to just not punt and to score what should have been like 55 points today and ended up being 44. Yeah, we love that, Alonzo. I actually just got an alert on my phone that says I need to turn the volume down. Apparently, my phone wants my ears to be protected like an absolute coward. Absolute coward. I sound like Tom Brady now. Volume's too loud. Going to bed too late. Jeez. Gee, Alonzo, tell the kids, tell the kids to keep it down. Alonzo, I love talking to you about the Bucks. It, it makes me feel better about the Patriots thinking. Should we do a should we do a pre Washington slash Giants football Bucks podcast? We should. We should week? do that this Just, later this week. I also I don't week. know if you have time, but we, we could talk a little pats right now. Do a little mini debrief. Because I, I, I haven't been on here to talk, Pat, since, I think, before week two. Yeah, I know. I don't know, Alonzo. I think we should we should stick the Bucks corner right now. Let's maybe talk about the – That's fine. Let's talk about the – let's talk about the Pats later. I've got to get out of here. We've got to make some dinner. I've got some steaks laying out. But it was awesome talking to you, Alonzo. Uh, Tom Brady at 43. This will never be done again. No one at 43 will ever throw 40 touchdowns. I can't. This is how excited we all were to get 40. There was like just no Seriously. way he was going to get 40. Then he gets 40. 4,700 yards, 4,600 yards. Sat out a half. This is the greatest quarterback 40, of all time. Greatest 40 quarterback of all time. Took the Bucks to the playoffs. There have been 13 years Tom Brady walks in, takes him straight to the playoffs, and the Patriots miss the playoffs for the first time since, once again, Tom Brady was out. Tom Brady's legacy stocks skyrocketing. Skyrocketing. Absolutely yeah. skyrocketing. But it was good to talk to you, my friend. 40, we'll I want to say, okay. say one thing. 40 touchdowns. 40. He's 43. 43. He's on a new team. New team. And his coaching staff basically actively sabotaged him for the first 12 games of his season. They were just consistently putting him in second and 11 and he still did this. And one other thing, and then we'll go, I promise. If AB comes back and his head is on straight next year and Gronk is back, they're going to franchise Godwin. Another year in this system, would 50 touchdowns next year completely shock you? Because I don't really see any physical decline, like much physical decline at all with him. Right? No. So if you told me, if you told me next year he throws 50 touchdowns, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, like you said, he sat out a half against Detroit where he could have had three more. He didn't throw any against the Saints in that um, the shit show, the 35-3 game. It, I think it's very conceivable he could throw 50 next year if that whole cast is back. With, by the way, their first offseason practices that they, have, that they will have ever had. So I just I want to put that out there. But right now, focus on this year and hopefully getting ring number seven for Tommy. 
I need it. I do, I do I'm going to wish for it at 11. At every at 11 11, I'm going to wish for literally <laughs> Tom Brady to get his seventh ring. I need to be there in Tampa and I need to be there with you. But it was good to talk to you, Alonzo. Hey, you too. And man. I will see you here in a few, a few days here and we'll figure out if it's the Washington football team or the Giants. That right. would be awesome. All right, man. We'll talk. Great talking to you. Later, buddy. Thank you.